Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, welcome back to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. I'm Christina. This is Chris. Today, we're going to be talking about how to better understand people. Chris, why in the world would we talk about how to better understand people? (laughs) Because relationships are vital. They're incredibly important on this earth. And the more we understand one another, the stronger our relationships will be. Yeah. So as always, we're going to, we always take this from a mentoring standpoint. If you're a mentor, if you're somebody who gives your life away, involved with others, these are great tools for you to understand how to better understand people. However, (laughs) if you have a job, if you're a parent, if you're in a marriage relationship, uh, whatever, in any kind of a friendship, gaining some tools of how to understand people will only benefit you and your relationships. Yes, I'm going to start out with a, a proverb out of the, out of the Bible. Uh-huh. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says that the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. I, mm. I love how that uh what that says about that our, our, our hearts are like deep waters. Mm-hmm. So at, at the core, guys, we are all pretty much the same. We want to have relationships which are meaningful, ones that make us feel understood and loved. And an intentional conversation can be the beginning of understanding an, another human being. If you and I don't talk to one another, we're not going to understand one another. Mm-hmm. We've been married almost 31 years. And you know what happens? Sometimes we don't understand one another. We go, how, <laughs> Who did, are you? how did that happen? We're on two different pages. Then we have to talk some more to understand about a situation or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I look forward to this topic. Yeah, we're going to talk about four uh, issues on how to better understand people. The first one's going to be words and actions don't always tell the whole story. So when you're interacting with somebody, what they're saying or what they're displaying with their actions may not give you a full picture of who they are. Do you have an example of that? I wish I did. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it happens a lot. How uh-huh. are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Right. Uh, but then say, years ago, I'd say, guys, how are you really doing? And the guy's eyes would open up and go, you really want to know? And then they would actually say how they were actually doing. Right. And this is classic example. Uh, you got maybe a an important businessman or whatever he comes into work secure hey hey how's it going how's it going but internally that may not be really who he is he may be insecure about things he may be fighting fear um if we just take people at surface value uh we may not getting be getting the whole whole picture so i think it's just good to understand what people are saying or how they're acting may not be revealing truly what's going on and it doesn't mean people are wearing trying to wear masks no it's just you know we, we put a different hat on when we go to the office when we go to church when we go to pick our kids up from school maybe our our hobbies so it doesn't mean uh so don't misunderstand that we're telling or saying that people put on masks uh but the reality is people put on masks <laughs> people do put on masks sometimes i have before yeah i don't anymore um, instead mm-hmm. of putting on a, I don't, instead of putting on a mask, sometimes I'm just quiet. Yeah. But, uh, with, with this topic though, uh, sometimes actions and words don't tell the whole story. 
I think a really great picture to to capture this is we all have heard the the is it metaphor of people who like like there's a duck and on the surface of the pond the duck is calm cool and collected but underneath those little duck oh, that, feet that, that's good are going out of control so on the surface it looks like oh sweet little duck and underneath his little feet are flopping or whatever they do pedaling as fast as he can because he's nervous or whatever and so i think that's a good visual to help people remember what you see or what you hear is not the whole story I do appreciate the the one-on-one conversations that I get to have with men. So let's say I meet a, a guy, and I did this recently uh, or a few months ago. The CEO of a uh, of a nonprofit, he and I met for the first time to talk business, and I had expectations, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he did as well of sure. one another. And he was dressed up, and I guess I was dressed up as well. And I'm thinking his role. He's probably thinking about my role. We sat down, and I asked a question or two before I knew it. Business was on the side, mm. and he was talking about real life, about struggles and challenges, uh, things he wasn't sure about. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so, um, again, we step into situations where it's it's for business or whatever it is, and you, you start talking, and you realize, okay, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Let's jump on to the second thing to consider is that to better understand people, we have to realize the importance of personalities. Now, in the description of today's podcast, we're going to list some personality assessments that you can take. They're free online. Not all are free, I don't think, that we're going to mention. The point is you can check into them. If you are unaware of your own personality or unaware of others, sometimes just being aware... um, really gives you a better understanding. So, for example, um, I am an introvert. That shocks most people. However, you, my friend, are an extrovert. So you would say you're a introverted extrovert. I call myself a reserved extrovert because I'm never going to walk into a room and ask for attention. I don't want that. Right. And I'm a extroverted introvert. I can do people. I can be around a lot of people, but man, oh man, oh man, it's important for me to have my quiet time to reconnect with myself. And so how has that maybe caused conflict? Maybe early on in our marriage, like, oh, why is she so quiet? Or she was so happy at church. Why is she like in a corner reading a book right now? I mean, I understand it now, but I did not in the beginning. No, it makes sense. Uh, We were at, you did a vintage, um, uh, flea market, whatever you called it, a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And a couple that was across the, the walkway from us, uh-huh. um, it was close to closing. I mean, it been all, had, had been going on all weekend. And I think you said we can begin to tear things down at 4 p.m. that day. Yeah. So I see this guy across the way, but I see him over by the, the snack area. I said, have you guys, it was like 20 minutes till, uh-huh. okay? I said, have you guys begun to tear down yet? He goes, no, it's not 4 p.m. yet. <laughs> a man after my own heart. Right, and I'm like, okay. But he is an engineer um, yeah. by trade, and right. it makes sense. Yeah, He's excellent at organizing and putting the their, uh, their booth together, sure. the detail of it. But he was not going to take anything down until 4 p.m. hit. And I'm more like, well, okay. I'll take some of the back, stop, back stuff down or whatever. But right. it was just funny to me. That was an example of a personality. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you're familiar at all with the Enneagram, um, Chris is an eight. He's a challenger. Oh, they say four. Well, <laughs> three forty is good. Right, don't misunderstand. <laughs> I, I'm not rebellious. No, and you're I'm just going to challenge things. Go, well, I mean, why not? I see potential. Right. <clears throat> and a you guy- see potential that freaks me out because I tend to be a rule follower. And nope, they said four, so I'm not going to do it until four o'clock. <laughs> so it is humorous, and yet it has caused stress in our marriage before, where we have been angry with each other, been sure. on each other's nerves. Um, so you continue to learn. So Christina mentioned a couple of the tools that people could check out. Yeah. I think the Myers-Briggs indicator, um, I think that is free online and they, uh, it's a simple assessment and they talk about your motivations. There's four letters that you'll walk away with. Like if you're an introvert, extrovert, that sort of thing. There is a not free assessment called the Grip Berkman. Um, it, it deals with personality traits as they relate to teams. So what your individual style and how that fits into a whole team. There's the Enneagram. Uh, there's something called the DISC assessment. Um, Smalley personality test. Again, we'll, we'll list these on all the uh, things. That our point is take a tool to find out what your personality is. It is not mean that Oh, it says my strengths are this and my weakness is that. It doesn't excuse behavior, but it certainly can explain behavior. I do like the last one uh, is Tim LaHaye personality assessment. Yeah. Why you act the way you do. (laughs) That's a really old, but as opposed to going, that's why you get on my nerves, or that's (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Why we act the way we do. That's that's a really. Honestly, an important uh, topic. Right. So those are just some assessments. If you know what makes people tick, it helps you better, especially if you have kids or if you're uh, with coworkers that you can't quite wrap your head around how they're, why they're acting. Find out more about their personality. It really is a very helpful tool to help understand people. Now let's talk about the another one, the the importance of understanding another person's pain. Right. This is obviously serious. Uh-huh. Uh, it is, it's, it's really critical that we care about other people's pain. Right. Because pain can push us into corners. It can cause us not to act the way we normally would. Mm-hmm. It can uh, yeah, cause us to be in a, a dark place. And so and honor, honoring people's pain is important. And let's talk about it. What we're meaning here are areas that you should pay attention to that you could be respectful of if if somebody has a very intense fear of change or fear of loss or rejection. Um, Maybe there's some childhood trauma. um, There's some sort of moral failure. Being aware of things um, that have caused them pain. I, I just think of my sweet dad. He's 76 years old. He's a Vietnam vet. I'm very aware when we're in crowded places of his trauma from the war. And so he doesn't like to be in large crowds. He'll stay on the outside, loud sounds. Being aware of that helps me love him well. And so if you know somebody who has uh, a pain, a trauma experience, even something silly as, okay, you know this person has a fear of heights, that helps you understand them better. Yeah, it, it does. You know, I used to, um, you could tell me, okay, I have this, I have this 
we're not talking about fear per se, but I have this fear and I think, oh, that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But then you mentioned heights, put me on the side of a cliff (laughs) or something like that. Like you've been on the side of a cliff. (laughs) Well, I mean, even even with a banister or something there, it freaks me out. And if I will think about my own fear, the kind of pain it causes me internally, Mm -hmm. it gives me compassion for that fear, that pain that someone else is going through. Where previously I may have thought, well, that's no big deal. Yeah. But for that person, it is. That's right. really important to right. to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, did you mention um, some of the things people, uh, the things that cause people pain? Um, yeah. Did you mention the fear of change? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of rejection is a huge thing that causes people pain. Right. And it's not just the fear. It's what the fear, how the fear makes them act. So if they tend to be passive or if they won't engage in opportunities that come up because of maybe low self-esteem from a past pain. Being aware of that can really help. You could help coach somebody in that. Um, If you know that somebody is not very secure and they're on the job and you're their boss or something, I don't know, you can not excuse their behavior, but it can help you understand and even address it. Hey, I know you had this painful experience, but I would really encourage you, let's move past that because a, a pain can affect the way people think, will affect how people think, could lead into toxic thoughts. And so just being aware of that is is just so, so, so helpful. And how we think, we tend to, to say, and we tend to act upon that. Right. Years ago, I remember you asking me, we were, at, I don't remember who it was or what the setting was, but you said, Chris, when you're around that particular man, uh-huh. you're, you don't act quite like yourself. Mm. And I thought, yes, I do. But actually, as I thought about it, I, I really didn't. I thought, well, what was that? I believe it was connected with a past pain that I'd had, maybe mm. with another man, maybe. an authority figure in my life. And maybe this person reminded me of them. Mm. And that pain rose up in me. And it didn't need to, but it did. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, and you saw it um, tangibly, you saw it, that I was not actually being myself in that setting. Yeah. So things yeah. to look at. Yeah. And let's look at the fourth one for today. We are going to continue this uh, uh, in a series of episode, episodes, but the last one we're going to talk about today, understanding cultural differences. Now, obviously, that can be ethnicities, right? But sometimes... Um, Midwesterners, you move to the West or East Coast, there's going to be some cultural differences. Um, Cultural differences, if you're from one belief community and you're in a a non-belief community, there's some cultural differences. You mean based on faith? Yeah. Okay. Um, Just being aware, oh, 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 okay. Um, You know, here in the South, this Bible Belt culture that certainly is a culture of it's, it's, itself. It's a real thing. And you go up north, you're not going to have uh, those kind of issues come up. Yeah. It, so just being aware of the differences, cultural differences. Do you remember one of the things they told us when we were uh, in training to live overseas in, in Austria? Right. They gave us a great thing to say. Don't look at things as weird. Just look at them as different. They're different. Yeah. Because if I eat this kind of soup or whatever it is, what kind of food, uh, you've, never, you've never experienced it before. And left to ourselves as humans, we make, oh, that's weird. What, it's not weird to me, though. It is normal for me. Yeah. So I remember um, I, I'd laugh about my mom. Um, 
I forget what it was, but I told her something about an experience in Austria. And my mom said, well, that's weird. <laughs> I said, Mom, they taught us. We learned in training. It's not weird. It's just different. Uh-huh. And so uh, there was a guy in, in Austria that we had lunch with, he and his wife one day. Do you remember uh-huh. that? And we were on the, on the by the lake or whatever it was, and he and I were joking around. And he's Austrian. I'm an American. And we decided, hey, let's tell each other some differences in our, in our cultures. Uh-huh. And I, cause I told him about the comment, uh-huh. oh, that's not weird. That's just different. Right. So I'd say something. He'd say, oh, well, that's different. It was a little bit of sarcasm. Sure. He'd tell me something about his Austrian background. And I'd say, well, that's different. And I forget what I said, something about the American culture. He said, Chris, I'm sorry. That's just weird. <laughs> and there are, there are, are also some weird things about our individual cultures. Right. And so we're not saying, hey, just be aware of the differences. No, understand the differences so you can better understand people. You know, I was thinking back to my days in college. I'd become acquainted with a friend of mine who was from a very different financial class. That's probably a poor choice of word. But he and his family were very, very affluent. My dad was in the military, not so affluent. And so being in his circles, it was like a completely different culture. The vacations they would take, the trips they would go to, the places they'd go out to eat, very, very different than my Taco Bell 99 cent or whatever. Is he the one guy that you talked about, they were going to take a private plane to go eat Mexican food somewhere? (laughs) Right, in Mexico. Right. right? And I'm thinking (laughs) the corner restaurant or whatever. Right. So again, we're not saying look at the differences, but... Be aware of differences so you can better understand people. Understand people. Yeah. Anything else? I um, think about our former British neighbors we had when we were living in Austria. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were talking about some differences. And uh, I forget her name now. Do you remember I, her name? Doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Just But uh, she would say something like, I said, I have a question. I, said, I, I was told that uh, the British culture, they will not be so upfront with you about something they do or don't like. She said, that's true. I said, give me an example. She said, okay, the shirt you're wearing, Chris, you could ask me uh, as an American, uh, what do you think about the shirt that I'm wearing? And she said, I may hate that shirt. Uh-huh. I may think it's the ugliest thing, but I might. I would say to you, well, that's a nice shirt for you, Chris. <laughs> She's sidestepping the issue, yeah. But what's really important is to understand those cultural right. differences because... Right. Uh, you could get into some trouble and totally misunderstand one another exactly. if you don't understand what you're dealing with. Exactly. Uh, there is a, a great book that's, that was given to me. I, I call it, It's a book. It's more of a resource. It's not the type of book you sit down right. and read from the front cover to the back cover. It is a, a thick resource book, and it is called When Cultures Collide. It's an excellent By excellent Richard tool. D. Lewis. It's mm-hmm. worth checking out if you are living overseas uh, or living in a different culture, or you, you want to get to know people better in a different culture. Yeah. It, it just lays it out by country, some things to consider. Yeah. Well, understanding people. We talked about four topics today. Um, let's just review those real quick. Words and actions don't always tell the whole story. Think about the duck <laughs> on the pond. He's cool, calm, and collected underneath. His little feet are going crazy. The, um, the importance of understanding personality traits. The importance of understanding another person's pain. Um, 
and then getting a whole story about understanding cultural differences. We hope today made an impact in, on you. Like us, subscribe, leave a review if you'd like to. And as always, if something you heard today was was beneficial to you and you would like to help contribute to making this podcast possible, we thank you in advance for your donation. As always, Chris and Christina, thank you for tuning in to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. Thank you.